Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines at bfwdenver.com and between 13th and 19th and Blake and Wazee, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, if you go to bfwdenver.com, you'll find a new um, kind of varietal of wine here. Um, Blanchard used their... Uh, Zinfandel stock and combined it with Deviation Distillers uh, whiskey barrels to create a brand new uh, whiskey finished uh, Zin, red Zinfandel and uh, it is very good. I would highly suggest that you check it out. Um, now one thing about whiskey finished wines is that they are um, they're definitely more pa uh, pack more punch with the alcohol so be careful there. I had the privilege of tasting some um, and it was amazing. It was very, very good. Um, also, uh, Deviation and uh, Blanchard partnered up for a uh, wine barrel finished whiskey. So, uh, and you can check them out. They're also in the dairy block as well. Uh, you got more information on that at bfwdenver.com. It is, it is quite, quite the nice partnership. And from what I have tasted, it is very, very, very good. I highly suggest you go down there and you check it out or you go to bfwdenver.com. Check out that 2017 Cabernet that I always talk about or the uh, uh, Blake Street Blend. All really good. But they got whites, they got reds, they got basically everything you need for a great wine bar in Denver. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com, and they're also always online at on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you down there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay. Um, I've just gone back and forth on whether I want to turn this into a cloying, um, kind of a, a weepy podcast about how the state of the Nuggets, or I could just do my usual um, give you a history lesson thing. And I think I'm just going to do my usual give you a history lesson thing. Um, and uh, pardon me, the trash is being picked up, so if you hear the beeping, I apologize. Um, really what you, within where the Nuggets are right now, this is all coming on the heels of, okay, um, <laughs> let me set the scene here, folks. And I, and I said this, I set this on uh, Anil Piro's radio show on Mile High Sports on uh, Monday, but... Um, Sunday, after the Nuggets played the Phoenix Suns, um, the Nuggets, uh, well, Michael Malone, they were, they were like doing the usual presser thing, and randomly, and I do mean completely randomly, Malone drops in, obviously Mike is not with the club, he is in Florida, and it set everyone kind of going, eh? and it was weird, uh, it was random. And uh, we all were confused, so obviously a bunch of texts and all this stuff was exchanged from many different people, um, and it was determined that Michael Porter Jr. is in Florida, according to Mike Singer, who is the person who broke this. Um, he is in Florida getting a second and third opinion on his, and, by, and I don't mean 
searching for different ideas. He's he's getting a lot of a medical advice, basically, based on the fact that he has suspected uh, nerve pain uh, stemming from his back. Uh, the assumption is, and this isn't 100%, but the assumption is this was uh, aggravated in the last game of the preseason that uh, Mike was in. And it progressed through the year. Obviously, this would explain his issues uh, coming into the year. So, and I'm kind of going to do a PSA on all the crap Mike was getting um, from Nuggets fans, uh, even though he was obviously in. We all knew it was wrong. We all knew something was wrong. This is not Michael Porter Jr. And we were still, and myself included, we were too hard on Mike. And I think this is part of this deal. But some of this is on the Nuggets, and I'll get to that in this in segment two. But to set this up a little bit, um, none of this would have come out unless Malone hadn't just randomly dropped that in his postgame. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether that he was supposed to or not. Malone does tend to blurt stuff out in his uh, postgame pressers, which is why I always say I just, I don't, he is much more considered and gives better answers and more and and more true to himself answers post practice than he does than he does with a uh, post game presser where he's emotional and all that stuff. So I've explained that before, but this was weird. It was random. So obviously we got that information. Uh, Mike Singer is the first to drop it, and. It would explain a lot. Um, but now the Nuggets are in a weird position. Jokic has been out with a wrist injury, uh, which isn't as serious as the other two uh, injuries with Jamal and, and Mike. And it's just been a bad thing. The Nuggets aren't in a great spot right now. They're not as bad as the Lakers uh, at this point. But look, the the Lakers still got LeBron and AD, and they'll figure it out. The Nuggets have, are missing all their star players. Uh, we will, I'm sure, we'll get a different update on before the game tonight uh, about the status of everyone. Um, but this is a weird situation in the Jokic era. I do, you, the, there has been, particularly for Michael Malone. Um, Malone, since Jokic became the apex guy in 2016. Uh, hasn't really dealt with this situation. He's dealt with, you know, maybe players around Jokic not being the best. Uh, he dealt with uh, uh, the end of the Gallo era and the beginning of the Jokic era and all that stuff. Um, but this is the first time he's really dealt with um, injuries on this scale to star players, particularly Jokic. And Malone and his uh, quote-unquote style is being tested when you are down everyone that really matters. And yes, Aaron Gordon has stepped up big time and Aaron Gordon has been has been absolutely fantastic this year. He has made Jokic an even better defender and uh that can't be underestimated, but only he can do so much. And the the fact that the Nuggets are missing this these many guys uh Malone struggles outside of consistency. He's not the madcap experimenter that George Carl was. Um, George Carl loved it when his stars were injured. George would, 
um, be able to experiment. This is why George loved the 2011 to 2013 Nuggets. Um, he was he, he loved the that he could experiment and make these great the best coaching jobs George ever did were from 2011 amazingly to the last mellow era to the 2013 nuggets um because he was able to just mix and match and experiment and do all that that's George's thing uh, Michael Malone is not George Carl uh, Michael Malone um uh, as you've seen uh, has a streak of co- wanting consistency, and that's, I guess, a kind way of me saying he's stubborn. And you could see that with the hockey shift line, uh, bench to starter lineups, uh, all that stuff. And this is going to be a test for Michael Malone, depending on how long Nikola Jokic is out. Um, quite frankly, Malone has not really been in this position before. And this is going to be the supreme test of his his coaching because we don't know how long Mike is going to be out or whether he needs surgery. Um, and I'll get to that in the second path. Um, we don't know any of this. Uh, and Jamal obviously is not going to be get, getting back for a significant amount of time. And as I said on the radio yesterday, even when... Uh, Jamal gets back. You have no guarantee he's going to look like Jamal. If 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 other ACL injuries are to be uh, used as an example, it takes guys a while to look like themselves post ACL. It just is a thing. And with Jamal, who has had a consistent history of uh, struggling with come to come back from injury, you could probably say that it's going to take Jamal maybe until the following season to start looking like himself, which is kind of where we're at right now. But I'm going to be watching, and if you want to ask where I'm going to be watching, I'm going to be watching Michael Malone. And because of the dearth of talent so far remaining, it's going to be up to Malone to see, to maneuver them into survival mode. He can't go in and call them soft, all that stuff. He's just that that stuff doesn't work when you're down your three best players. You know, and it's it's just not something that is going to fly. He's gonna have to get out there, mix and match, and become more like George Carl, to be quite honest with you. And this is why I am very, very curious to see what Michael Malone will be able to do coming into this uh this kind of difficult stretch. Obviously, this is all depending on how long Jokic is out with that wrist injury. Um, The Nuggets are coming up on a seven-game road trip here. And, you know, they're playing tonight at home. And this this is the most difficult stretch of their their season. The month of December um, is... One of the most difficult stretches I've seen now uh, of the Nuggets face since 2013 or 12-13 when they played 20, 32 of their first, uh, excuse me, 22 of their first 32 games on the road, um, which was insane at the time. And this is close. This is going to be a horribly brutal stretch of basketball for the Nuggets. And they're going to be likely doing it at, le- at the very least without Mike and Jamal. And who knows how long. Jokic is going to be out. 
So this is on Malone. This is this is Malone's chance to prove that he is the coach that everyone thinks he is. Uh, this is going to be a crucial step for him as a coach and as a leader. And I'm very, very curious to see how he does this. I am not going to prejudge this. Um, the game against Phoenix was, uh, you know, it not going to ever line up well for the Nuggets. But the fact that the Nuggets got blown out by 30 was not a good sign. So I'm very curious to see how the Nuggets handle this. Um, if we go on past history, when uh, the Sacramento Kings lost uh, Boogie Cousins in 2014, uh, yes, and uh, it just, it Malone didn't have the greatest talent around them then, and the, they went into a tailspin. And that is really what you want to avoid as a Nuggets fan. You want to avoid a tailspin. Survival is okay. Even below 500 is okay. But a tailspin uh, would be catastrophic, particularly for this year. It would, it would not be great. So I'm very curious to see how Malone adapts, how he does, and see if he's able to uh, kind of take that next jump as a coach. This next stretch is going to be crucial, crucial for Michael Malone specifically. Uh, in the second half of the podcast, I'm going to kind of talk to you about fans' reaction to Mike uh, and what that means for his future and all that. But first, I'm going to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer that you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. All DraftKings customers can uh, all DraftKings customers can also get in on a Sioux same game parlay, uh, which is like very popular uh, those you know I keep talking about this the same game parlays are are just the way for you to take that $1 and make it into much much more, you know. And uh those those that's a way for you to stretch your money and make it into uh, something more fun. Um, for all Thanksgiving games, uh, all customers can get a risk-free bet up to $25 if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Uh, that's a pretty pretty great deal, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code MHS this Thanksgiving at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, uh, now we come to the difficult conversation about what we as fans talk about with in relation to Michael Porter Jr., his career, and what it means for the Denver Nuggets going forward. Uh, I saw, and I'm going to call you out, Nuggets fans, I saw a lot of terrible shit said about Michael Porter Jr., um, I would like to know at this point why we default to absolute uh, the worst, most negative conclusions with Mike. I mean, he has some poli- he has some stances that I don't like. 
he has some approaches to life that I don't necessarily align with. Um, but I think at his heart, he's just a good kid who loves basketball. Basically, if, if you're going to go down to the basic person, uh, Mike is, a, is, a, is just a kid who loves the game of basketball. And we need to kind of remove this personal crap we got with Mike from this. Because this kid's facing the, like, has faced more trials in his life as far as his basketball career goes than your average NBA player. Far more, you know? And the reactions, the default to Mike somehow deceived the Denver Nuggets in the offseason and suckered them into giving them him a contract is some of the dumbest and cruelest stuff I have seen in a long time. First of all, give the Nuggets some credit. They do their homework. Second of all, um, for all intents and purposes, Mike felt just fine entering into training camp and through most of the preseason. And it was bad luck that caused him to start feeling that nerve pain. It's going to be something that we he is going to be dealing with, not only for the rest of his basketball career, but for the rest of his life. And the lack of ability for us to have empathy for a human being is really starting to get to the point where it's getting ridiculous. Um, because when you look at this and you see how we were all reacting, myself included, because I was making some assumptions that weren't correct. I didn't think Mike was injured. Um, because getting to this, the Nuggets didn't let it out. Michael Malone didn't let it out. And what happened was they kind of threw Mike to the to the dogs and let it seem like he wasn't feeling pain. And this was unfair to Mike. Um, and it was up to Mike to probably shut it down earlier, right? I don't think... Uh, Mike did himself any favors, and I don't think the Nuggets didn't. If he, if he was feeling this pain going back to the last game of preseason, um, he wasn't doing himself any players, and sure enough, the Nuggets coaching staff wasn't doing him any favors by keeping him going out there. Um, and if it's to the point now where they have, they're exploring surgery for nerve issues, um, that's serious stuff. And... I think we as fans need to do a reevaluation about how we approach this situation because they, people keep saying $207 million contract. That is not true. There is $65 million in incentives. I, there was a podcast I did on this a long time ago, a couple months ago, after, after Mike signed the contract. And I explained that this is... You could call these incentives that the Nuggets tacked onto this contract as injury protection, right? The 207 only kicks in if Mike, um, you know, does the big incentives like makes first-team All-NBA. And the Nuggets are protected quite a bit in this contract. And I think people just choose to look at this negatively for whatever reason, no, outside of Mike's obvious issues with his back, 
and that whole thing is negative. But I'm talking about defaulting to this some sort of nefarious thing like 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 Mike's trying to screw the nuggets. <laughs> none, none of that's accurate and it's and it's it's offensive. And it's not fair. And I think we all need to reposition our brains here and focus on the human being. The guy's been through a lot. And he'll continue to go through a lot for the rest of his life because of this back issue. It's secondary to whether we as Nuggets fans get to see this. But this man is going to go through some pain for the rest of his life because of a degenerative back situation that was discovered when he was in high school. And this, but that's, none of that stopped Michael Porter Jr. becoming one of the most lethal shooters we've ever seen in a Nuggets uniform last year. So let's hope that Mike can deal with this, can do some therapies for the pain while well, it doesn't need surgery. Okay, let's hope this. If it doesn't come, if it's if it needs surgery and he's out for the year, then maybe the Nuggets can deal with that and not cast aspersions on his character anymore, for apparently uh, you know, made up reasons. It's 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 insulting. Now, what the Nuggets do, quite frankly, I am not that concerned about that because this year, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last you know four or five months or so. This year's always been about survival for the Nuggets. And I think we as fans have expectations based on the way they performed. and But it should have been reset when um, Jamal went out. This year's about survival. And it's even more about survival with all the other injuries. It's just the way it is. And I keep coming back to this, as I said in the first half of the podcast, but this is all about Michael Malone now. The pressure is on him. He's going to probably get all the consideration from the Nuggets front office for having all these injuries. But if they go into a tailspin, it's going to be bad. He needs to prove himself as a coach this stretch. This is his most crucial um, stretch as a coach, as a head coach, and at any point of his professional career. He has to be able to guide the ship. This is where a coach really comes into play. You know, if you have star players out there, it's easy to coach. You know, it, it's easy to just rely on the star player to get you through. This is where a coach matters, getting you through things like this. And this is now on Malone to guide this ship. Like I said, if Malone, even if Jokic comes, comes back, they're still at a deficit. They're still missing Zeke Naji. I mean, Jokic can get the Nuggets to a lower rung of the playoffs by himself. But it's going to be, if Jokic is out for more games, he can't let this thing spiral, keep spiraling over and over and over again. He can't do it. And it is up to him to guide the ship. And as for Mike, hope he gets better, and I hope this doesn't require surgery. Uh, hope that the therapies he's going through in, in uh, Florida and the, and the opinions he's getting uh, are good. And I hope that this is something that points to a, a more comfortable future for him and his back, for first and foremost. And then secondarily, hopefully he can come back and help the Nuggets. All right, thank you all for joining